0: Welcome to Still Buffering, a cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I am Riley Smurl.
1: I'm Sydney McRoy, and I'm Taylor Smurl. Well, um, here we are, early in the morning. Sorry, it's much earlier than we usually record.
0: Yes, that's why my voice sounds like this. I'm so sorry. I'm not sick. I just woke up. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) I don't. I have been up for two
2: hours. I was gonna say this is this isn't early for you, Sid. No, but you—you well, I mean, you up...
1: you both seem to really be suffering the effects of the early morning hour. Well, now I've been up for an hour and a half.
0: You've <laughs> only been up for thirty minutes longer than me. Uh huh.
1: Well, then why are you? Why you think you're struggling so much there?
0: Have I finished this coffee yet?
1: No. Oh. So there we go. I'm just saying I'm pushing forty and I'm doing okay.
0: How late did you stay up last night, Sydney?
1: Mm Eleven thirty. Okay.
0: There we go. Oh.
2: <laughs> that was late that was... for me. See, I have this thing where I didn't, ha- I didn't have anything to do late last night, so I could have gotten a full, like, eight hours, but if I know I have to wake up, for some reason I get nervous that I'm not going to wake up, and then I can't sleep, so see, that's a fun thing. It's a fun little, little game my brain plays. Stayed up till three, because, like, well, i got to wake up early tomorrow, and then there's that moment where you're like, what if I just stay up all night? You're like, no, that's absolutely not a good idea, <laughs> but maybe, no, but what if I did?
1: <laughs> oh, man, no, I don't have that voice anymore.
0: That's not possible. I just have another capstone to write and have 25 pages of it due in like eight days. So I was trying to be responsible and get it done early since I won't be here for about two days. Mm. So that was fun. I, uh, I laid in bed thinking about it got
1: warmer overnight. And I always think it's weird when it gets warmer through the night. And I kept thinking about going outside and taking the sheets off my plants, but there was no reason I needed to. But I did lay there for a while thinking about, do you think it's warm enough to go take the sheets off my plants? Yeah, you don't want them
2: to get sweaty.
1: Yeah. it. I mean, it didn't get that warm. Like, it was like 47 when I woke up. So it yeah.
2: wasn't, you know.
1: But it's going to get to 80 today. So that's, uh, actually, it's going to be something called fire weather. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> that know. That sounds
2: dangerous.
1: Yeah. So I didn't know, I didn't know this was a thing um, because, so over the weekend and yesterday it was in the 20s yeah like high of like 35 yes it was it was quite cold that's why there were sheets on my my plants. is I didn't want them to die and uh I we get this warning a weather warning yesterday for fire weather and I'm sitting there thinking it's quite cold out <laughs> what are they talking about what do you mean fire what does that mean I'd never gotten that warning mm-hmm. here in Huntington West Virginia yeah And apparently fire weather is when it's like really hot and dry and windy Mm -hmm. because um, if somebody like decides to burn some trash or something, which people do, it is the perfect condition for that to spread very quickly because it's a dry heat and it's windy. So a piece of burning trash Mm -hmm. goes into the woods and Mm. there we go. So that is what fire weather is. I was not familiar with this. I'm certain there are people in some parts of the country who are very familiar with it. Uh, But we went from below freezing to 80 degrees fire weather warnings in less than 24 hours. So sleep well tonight.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's been really... I know we're talking (laughs) about the weather, but I just needed to share with everyone that we don't have tornadoes here. Like in Huntington, that is not something that like we typically worry about no we're sort of nestled in
1: the mountains here in West Virginia so you don't get a lot of tornadoes around here
0: no like I can honestly there's never been one in my lifetime and I can't think of one being talked about at all before that even um anyways we had a tornado warning about a week and a half ago and I had driven out to the the Kroger the fancy Kroger um Mm -hmm. because mom and I both (laughs) wanted sushi from the fancy Kroger (laughs) <laughs> so i was driving <laughs> you back. know everybody has a fancy kroger right yeah we have a with the
2: sushi yeah, we call know, it
0: the fancy i call it gucci kroger the gucci we have kroger. a fancy kroger um <laughs>
2: really nice wine section
0: yeah mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they do and a good craft and, beer section and cheese mm-hmm. um and cheese anyways i was driving back <laughs> and uh i where i was coming from was very very bright and sunny and i was driving towards huntington and it just kept getting darker and darker and darker and it was like two o'clock in the afternoon so it shouldn't have been that dark and then cars in front of me just started pulling over to the side of the road mm-hmm. and then I get a call from mom saying hey there's a tornado warning so there I am just one of the only cars on the highway just looking around like hmm. did you get hit with the hail okay I did
1: the hail was intense yes. I was driving back from Harmony House yes. and it, I mean like it was like I walked outside and it was sunny and then I live 10 minutes from Harmony yeah. House by about halfway home it was like drilling hail on my car <laughs> yeah. and i couldn't see so of course what, i'm like dad so i was like i'm just gonna drive real slow and lean right, yeah. over it's i'm gonna, gonna pull over i'm gonna lean over the wheel as if i can see better if i lean closer to my windshield well, what is that. that what does do that do move i do that too
2: <laughs> that's the safety stance you know you're assuming the position if anything happens that's how you gotta be
0: <laughs> I do that and also when like I'm getting into a congested traffic area or like I'm trying to park or something I turn my music down Yeah <laughs> Like yeah. I can I can see better if I can hear <laughs> I do that too uh,
2: you, know, you never stop yeah. and pull over you just turn down the music and lean really close to the windshield and then you're safe you can And drive then you're through ready. Anything.
1: <laughs> then, you, then you can handle the hail that fell for like all of 10 minutes Yeah
0: And then was gone that's what the weather's been like here for about 10 days now. It's fine. It's fine.
2: I thought it was hailing here the other day, but it was actually just, there's some construction site up the street from me, and I guess it's, they're not really, they're not doing that old by-the-book construction. They're just kind of doing their own thing, because they were using a lot of styrofoam or something, and they were not, uh, I, I, they were drilling it or something. It was a, it looked like it was hailing, but it was actually just a styrofoam, storm just oh, pieces oh of styrofoam little pieces just blowing through the the air for like a couple hours.
1: <laughs> I don't think that's okay. It's no, good. it's
2: definitely not. And it, like it collected on the street. Like it looked like it had snowed. And I mean it was for like the whole block. Uh and then like the next day somebody had put like flyers on our doors. It was like if you were affected by the styrofoam like uh you know <laughs> mess call three, three, 301 or whatever and I was like I, I'm not gonna do that <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know if, if anything it's done to me I think it's already done <laughs> I, I would enjoy like when I see people who, who know you be like
1: how's Tay doing these days and me being like well they're involved in a class action styrofoam lawsuit <laughs> so that's pretty wild <laughs>
2: Like, I'm sure, like, it's not good for the environment. I'm sure that's bad, but, like, I don't really know what, like, did it affect me personally? I don't know. I don't... I breathed some in, probably, but, like, not too much.
1: (laughs) Like I I don't... I'd have to look it up. I can't say off the top of my head I know the effect of, like, aerosolized styrofoam. I mean, it's bad. You don't know that, Sydney, doctor? I can't say I've encountered that. I don't
2: know. I just kind of... I walked down to get my mail and I looked out and like, wow, this is, this is a weird snow. And I was like, oh, it's not snow. That's, uh, that's styrofoam. Huh. I'm going to stay inside. I'm not going to question this. <laughs> just going to stay inside till it's over. Goodness gracious. Weather. What can you do? <laughs> Tornadoes, hail, styrofoam. Sometimes it's, fine. it's styrofoam. We wonder why global warming is happening.
1: That's <laughs> fine. It's fine. We're just going to have some fire weather today.
2: Hmm. Now, if you had fire weather with a styrofoam storm, Ooh. that would be bad, right? <laughs>
1: I is assume
2: ma- is that napalm.
1: <laughs> I think so. I mean, I assume that would be very bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, anyway,
2: ah, <laughs> um. uh, I don't. And then it gets sucked up into a tornado, and then it gets a shark, and then it's shark n- napalm nado somewhere. There's a word there.
1: There is. And, that movie is being made now that you've accepted it. Oh, and
0: yeah. then that shark, um, gets on stage and dances with Katy Perry.
2: Ah, there you go. Mm.
0: You remember that? when she had the Left two guys shark? in yep. shark costumes and it was Left Shark that was yeah. that everyone everyone loved. Yep, I remember that. Um, yeah, we're talking about Katy Perry. <laughs> I uh, I was very, very into Katy Perry's pop music when I was a young tween, preteen, um and i i realized recently that i really hadn't listened to her in a very long time like not that she stopped making music but she didn't she didn't do like a like a taylor swift and continue aging her music i think to her audience mm. like it was very different music as to what she was making so all like my sort of age fan base kind of dropped off a bit um yeah so i hadn't listened to her in a while so i went back and re listened to some of her old music that I used to love and realized we hadn't talked about it. Mm-hmm. So I made you all listen to Katy Perry.
1: That's true. It is it is the, especially some of the early stuff like uh Charlie and Cooper love it. Yeah. Well we listen to course. it on a loop. Yeah. Here.
0: Um Firework. Firework. Yeah. Yes. Roar. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um and Roar actually is a little bit more recent slightly. Um but uh Teenage Dream was the album i had you all listen to specifically because that was like her first i won't say it was her, it wasn't her first album but it was her first like big pop mm-hmm. hit that kind of put her on the map yes um very like mainstream pop mm-hmm. feel very bright kind of you know upbeat it was, music.
1: what like five singles came from that album
0: um Yes, five singles. California Girls, Teenage Dream, Firework, E.T., and Last Friday Night.
1: Which, you know what's funny? Okay, first of all, I know that song Mm E.T. If you had, like, a million dollars, what is the title of that song? I never would have known it was E.T. I've heard the song. Never connected it with the title E.T. Also, 100%, no clue that was Katy Perry. Really? Didn't know who it was. Didn't have, like, a better clue, but... None of those things connected until I listened to... I've never listened to the album. I've heard all these singles, but I've never listened to the album. I was like, oh, that's Katy Perry.
0: That song is called (laughs) E.T. Never knew. Yeah, she actually was the first, apparently, the first female solo artist to release five singles for an album like that yeah um i was looking back i realized i kissed a girl and hot and cold were her first two big hits Mm -hmm. those were from her first album um one of the boys which was before teenage dream but well that that entire album was not as big it was like those two singles really blew up Mm -hmm. and then because of that everyone you know like stayed tuned for whatever she did next and that that was what teenage
2: dream became Say because that was the album that I remember people in my generation having was one of the boys. So Mm -hmm. it's funny that to you the big album, I mean, and it's the bigger album is Teenage Dream, but that felt like it was after Katy Perry was big to me, and that's not true. But that was uh, just as much as your generation eventually fell off. I think that is that she makes music for a very specific Mm -hmm. age, and you just age out of it at some point.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, and that I mean that makes sense too because all of it came along. Sort of right after I would have been, I don't know, like just like, yeah, I mean, consuming. one of the boys
0: came out in 2008, so
1: yeah, I mean, yeah, like so. by then I was what was I doing with my life? I was in med school,
0: <laughs> you weren't listening. To, <laughs> I kissed a girl and you were, you know, doing
1: rounds. I, well, no, and that's, I mean, like, really, like, there's this four year whole of my life, yeah, whole, I mean, like, whole, like, like, empty space where. <laughs> It's all filled with medical school and there's nothing like anything culturally, anything that would have come out like I have no awareness. So for me, Katy Perry was like, oh, that pop music, some of it may be by someone named Katy Perry. I'm not really familiar with her, but I know those I've heard that song on the radio. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like she wasn't I never had like a moment where I loved Katy Perry because it was just sort of music that existed around by the time I was aware of
0: her. Sure. Um. Yeah, so uh, Teenage Dream came out in 2010. I was 10, mm-hmm. um, which I realized is kind of wild listening back to some of these songs that I knew every word to when I was 10 years old. Did um, you used to sing Peacock? I knew it. It wasn't one of my, it wasn't one of the big ones.
1: That would have freaked me right out if I heard you singing
0: that. But last Friday night, <laughs> I <laughs> I loved that song. I was like, I can't wait to party. I'm going to be a teenager and I'm going to party. And this is just exactly what it's going to be like. Mm -hmm. It was not. um, But I thought it was. You never had any parties like that? No. Um, I do. I don't know if you all watched any of your music videos. But that music video was one of the first ones that I ever watched, like, on a loop. mm -hmm. Like, I repeatedly watched it. Didn't just like, oh, I should check out that video. Like, I loved that music video first there were several guys from glee in it because that was like when glee was a thing um but also it just god it was so good
1: it was like your classic party movie but
0: yeah it was like set in the 80s too Mm -hmm. so like all the bright clothes and all that stuff and then out of nowhere there's kenny g on the roof playing the saxophone Mm -hmm. um (laughs) it's great (laughs)
2: Well, I think that's definitely part of her success. Is her music videos all have a very strong kind of aesthetic viewpoint. Like they're very kitschy, kind of campy, mm-hmm. uh, very stylish, like kind of cartoonish. I, I get like that. Those were always appealing to me. Like I always liked to see, even if I, the music was never really my style. I always loved the videos.
1: Yeah,
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah. Like I mean, I I had seen California Girls, even though like I wouldn't say it's one of my favorite songs ever. Mm-hmm. Like everybody saw that video oh yeah the inclusion of snoop dog <laughs> helped with that like yeah. well I, I i'm always interested to see what I, what is snoop doing now i'll see that I'll, yeah. I'll check
0: that out what is it now yep uh anything um, what with
1: martha stewart yeah i'll sure. check that out <laughs>
2: <laughs> you're <blind. laughs>
0: i uh i thought it was interesting i i know of a lot of artists that will release like deluxe versions of albums with like a bonus track or something like taylor swift does that like release a deluxe version within a few weeks of the actual album that has like two bonus songs on it um katie perry released teenage dream in 2010 and then released teenage dream the complete confection in 2012 so mm-hmm. a full two years later that was the album but with some new songs um and th- all that happened in that I, all that happened she married russell brand in 2010 when mm-hmm. it came out And then they got divorced in 2012. So she added songs like Part of Me, which is about, you know, a breakup and Mm. is supposedly written about him, Um, which I thought that two year gap instead of writing a new album, she was like, you know what? I'm just going to add on to that one and re-release it. And all those songs became super popular again. Huh. That was a good idea. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I wondered that as I was listening, how many songs are about Russell Brand.
0: Yeah. I, I remember at one point she had a, vi- a movie um, about her tour, her Teenage Dream tour, um, and it was all it was supposed to be all about like all these wild costumes and the changes and the sets and everything she had because I never went to a Katy Perry concert, but she always had like these insane giant sets that had like big cupcakes and rainbows and clouds and she had a dozen costumes in like one song and that spun and had fireworks and lights or whatever. Um, a lot of things like on her chest, like two big peppermints, you know, that like mm-hmm. spun. I always thought that was fun. Um, but... <laughs> did he say on her chest? On her chest. Her boobs. Yeah. You mean her boobs, her boobs, right? I didn't I didn't know I, her boobs. Um, <laughs> but then I remember it ended up becoming how she was finishing this tour while Russell Brand was divorcing her. Mm. I just remember thinking like, this guy... I didn't know who Russell Brand was. I was like twelve. I was like, "This guy, I can't, bl- I can't believe he would do that. What a bad guy."
1: Was it? I didn't know there was drama. I mean, I guess I assume there's, there is often drama in a, in a breakup or divorce.
0: Yeah, um, I don't, I don't know exactly what. I mean, I, we weren't close, you know, at the time, so they weren't consciously uncoupling though. Yeah, I guess, <laughs> I guess that's that's probably. That's probably right. Um, and now she's with Orlando Bloom, so you know. Oh, I have a baby.
1: I didn't know that. Yep. I don't keep up with Katy Perry's <laughs> love life, apparently. <finale. laughs>
0: well, you uh, should. Do you, <laughs>
2: Riley, do you have the do you have the inside track on the uh, the the Katy Perry Taylor Swift drama? I feel like this is a this is a conflict of interest for you bringing Katy Perry to the yeah. table when they famously were enemies. I don't know.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, why were they enemies? I know that they made up in the video where they were dressed as food, but why were they enemies? So, I'm gonna... Because when I first saw that video, that music video of Taylor Swift's, by the way, where, you know, like they squashed the beef. Yeah. I didn't know they had beef. And so I was like, why are Katy Perry and Taylor Swift dressed as fast food items and hugging like what is the significance of
2: this Mm -hmm. well especially because that was on uh you need to calm down which Mm -hmm. wasn't entirely just about like being gay but that was part of it and so then that ending i'm like wait is this is this taylor swift coming out and she's dating Katy perry that's what they're telling (laughs) us
1: wow well and i didn't know why the dressing like food was part of it that was another weird thing for me like is this supposed to be part of the community? <laughs> like what are we what are we I mean I I'm not against dressing like food. I'm just wondering what the significance no. Um
2: I can't explain the food. <laughs> In everyday relationship <laughs> there's a burger and a French fry. Are you the you, burger and the French fry?
0: That's how yeah. Sure. <laughs> That's how it works. <laughs> um So I guess Taylor Swift and Katy Perry were friends. In two thousand nine, Taylor tweeted about um watching the Waking Up in Vegas video and how much she loved Katy Perry. And Katy Perry responded and said, like, let's write a song together. You're so sweet. Then in 2014, Taylor released Bad Blood, which is about a fe- girl feud. Because the music video, she has, like, her girl squad with yeah. all of her friends oh. in it. But then there's, like, the other girl squad that's, like, actors, but it was supposed to be, like, Katy Perry. Um, I guess she did an interview and didn't name her exactly, but said, this is Taylor Swift, for years, I was never sure if we were friends or not. She would come up to me at award shows and say something and walk away, and I would think, are we friends, or did she just give me the harshest insult of my life? And then said she did something so horrible and called her relationship with the unnamed singer akin to straight-up enemies. And said it wasn't even about a guy. It had to do with business. So from what I, from what I remember, Katy Perry hired some dancers for her tour um, that Taylor Swift had already hired for her arena tour. Because it was like a, like a... Yeah. I guess that would have been... 1989 tour and then Katy perry's teenage dream tour both in like 2012 around that time um i guess Katy perry tried to steal some dancers uh-huh. and then it was a whole thing she was like hey these were mine and i had my whole tour like choreographed and planned and and they ended up working for Katy perry instead it was like a whole business thing it wasn't like typical celebrity drama like to right. do with guys or gossip or anything it was literally just about like stealing dancers um And then did Bad Blood. And then Katy Perry tweeted about Taylor Swift being a Regina George in sheep's clothing. Didn't name her, but it was about her. Um. (laughs) And then they were a burger and fries and then they hugged. (laughs) I guess the thing that surprises me most is like when you
1: reach the level of um, money and fame. The, either of them but especially Taylor Swift who I imagine is probably the bigger of the two artists if we're just
0: I mean at this point yeah yeah. I think there was a brief moment there where they were actually probably about equal but now yeah but both, both like
1: very famous people um, I am surprised that they're responsible for hiring their own dancers like I'm uh, it surprises yeah. me that they're that involved with the process I would assume you would hire like a professional choreographer uh, who will work with a team to find the best Like, I I am surprised that that is the job of the singer.
0: I guess that's why it was such a personal thing, because I don't know if that typically would be something that they would personally do, but it was the fact that then Katie had selected her dancers. I mean, I I don't don't know know.
1: anything about that world. I just, I would assume you would want someone who had the expertise in dancing.
2: You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Was one of the dancers that Katy Perry hired away the, the shark? Because that, that was a get. Oh, no. that was a win. The shark.
1: That was a big get. Maybe that's what it was all about. <laughs> you
2: got that. That good shark dancing guy. <laughs> that was going to be my bit. Now it's yours. I'll never give you. All right. Uh, we we can't talk about Taylor Swift because this is about
1: Katy Perry. All right. I know. but So we're going to talk about her more. But yes. before we do that. Let's
0: check the group message.
1: Hey, Tay, you love your cat. I do. I like mine, just like. No, I'm kidding. I love my cat. Of course, I love my cat. She doesn't let me pet her or touch her, but sometimes she'll sit near me, and I appreciate that. Either way, <laughs> no matter no matter how uh, close and loving your relationship is with your cat, <laughs> whether it involves pets or not, uh, you do love your cat, and you want to take great care of your cat. But you don't you don't want to have like a stinky home either. No, want to have a fresh smelling home for you and your lovable furry friend, um, Kitty Poo Club. That's right, Kitty Poo Club can help you uh, achieve both: have uh, a wonderful smelling home and uh, a fresh uh, litter box for your cat. Every month, Kitty Poo Club delivers an affordable and recyclable litter box. It's already pre-filled; you get to pick your litter. Uh, so they fill it up, they ship it to you. You open it up. Your you know your your little buddy can do their business. Uh, and when the month is up. You dispose of the litter and everything in it, uh, and then you recycle your used litter box. So it's that simple. So you don't have to worry about uh, the box itself getting—you know—they can get kind of grody. Yeah. That's just the truth. Um, Kitty Poo Kitty Poo Club will bring you a brand new one, and you don't have to worry about all that waste because again, it's recyclable. Uh, you can easily customize your subscription at any time too. There's some toys, treats, accessories, whatever you need for you. And, uh, and your kitty, Kitty Poo Club, has you covered. So, Tay, if our listeners want to check out Kitty Poo Club, what should they do?
2: Well, right now, Kitty Poo Club is offering an awesome discount on your first litter box order and free shipping when you set up an auto ship. Just go to www.kittypooclub.com to save on your first auto ship order of litter boxes with free shipping. And be sure to let them know Still Buffering sent you after you check out. That's kittypooclub.com.
0: You know what I love Taking online quizzes, you know, what I love more than taking online quizzes is getting something for me, something real in the mail, a little gift for myself because I took an online quiz. Um, and that's why I love Function of Beauty because Function of Beauty not only lets me take a fun online quiz, but they're the world's first fully customizable hair care that creates individually filled shampoos, conditioners, styling, and treatment formulas based on your hair now and where you want it to go. So you get to take a quiz about your hair on Function of Beauty. Um, you pick out what your hair's got going on now, whether you've got, you know, maybe oily hair, dry hair, dry scalp, you want to lengthen your hair or whatever. Um, then you fill out what kind of hair you have. Then you fill out what you want to do with your hair in the future if you want to. I think mine is uh, volumize and lengthen and strengthen and all those good things to make your hair look good, and nice and shiny and um, continue to grow my hair. Um And then you get to do the fun part of picking out a color and a fragrance. So mine is purple and lavender. Or if you prefer not to have a fragrance, you can go dye and fragrance free. So it can just be conditioner and shampoo scented. Hey, I love that. Yeah. Um, And because you get all these options, they have over 54 trillion possible formulations. That's so many And every single one of them is vegan and cruelty-free, and they never use sulfates or parabens. So you can feel good about what you're putting on your hair, and you know it is made just for you. They even put your little name on the bottle. Um, So, Tay, if our listeners want to check out
2: Function of Beauty, what should they do? Say goodbye to generic hair care for good today. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash buffering to take your hair goals quiz, and you'll save 25% on your first order. Once again, go to functionofbeauty.com slash buffering to let them know you heard about it from our show and to get 25% off your first order. One more time, that's functionofbeauty.com slash buffering to take your hair quiz and save 25% on your first order.
0: So I needed to look up exactly what happened with Russell Brand and Katy Perry. And then as I was looking through this timeline, I realized so many things happened and Katy Perry was so famous for like a few years there. Um, First... They were only married for about 14 months and she said that they had conflicting schedules and he wanted to have children before she was ready. But the big thing was he never spoke to her again after sending her a text message while she was on tour saying that he was divorcing her. Whoa. So. He divorced her by text? Well, text her and said, I'm going to. And then never spoke to her again. I guess just like sent papers and, you know. Yikes. Yeah. So that's That's why she was. That's not okay. That's why she was very, very upset. Um. Also, I, this, is not, this yeah. is not officially part of the Taylor Swift drama, but in August of 2012, after they had divorced, you know who she started dating? John Mayer, who, know. as we all know, whole album written about him by Taylor Swift. So that has to be part of it, because that, w- that was Taylor Swift already dated him at this point. So can we for a second a going on there. unpack what? Okay.
1: When you are up on stage singing and playing music, I assume, like, you're, you're putting, like, your best self out there. Like, I like the way I look right now. I put mm-hmm. together this image. I'm trying to sing well. I'm playing my guitar. Mm-hmm. This is the best of me. Here I am. I still, in those moments, have never once looked at John Mayer and thought, <laughs> yeah. What, what, is he, what is he doing? Like, he gives me a vibe, like, no not that one mm, no not that guy what is yeah. it and it's this is not a physical thing it's nothing look it's just a vibe yeah. I get from John Mayer where I'm like ooh ooh let's not let's Mm-mm. you stay over there I don't know there's just <laughs> there's just something something of I, I don't know yeah I don't know I just I don't get it I don't what I is agree. it what is it like he seems he seems like the kind of guy who would try to like quote Shakespeare to you and get it wrong and then you'd be like uh, I mean just, that's probably just, why he, like you'd have to say like I'm actually just here tonight with my friends if you I really appreciate it but I'm actually just I want to hang with my girls tonight if we could just
0: like thanks I, I mean that's probably why he was so popular among so many like famous women in this early 2010s time frame, well why right? why because he was like the guy with the swoopy hair playing the guitar and singing like the the ballady songs and was like deep and I don't know. Different.
1: I know, but you know, like as soon now, as you talk to that guy, it all falls apart. Well, now we know that. <laughs> Ten years later. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just, I I, know, I don't get it. I don't know what John Mayer is doing that he's landing these women. I don't understand it. Uh, I don't get it.
0: <laughs> That's all I'm I saying. I don't either. I could not tell you. Um <laughs> I do I did want to note, though, she did come out with two perfumes in this time period. The first one was called Pur, and the second one was called Meow. <laughs> mm. Her cat is named Kitty Purry, or was named Kitty Purry, I'm pretty sure.
2: That's pretty good. Well, she um, calls her fans K- 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 Katie. Katie Cats, right? Katie Cats, oh, yes.
0: Okay. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Um, mm. But she had an expansion pack for The Sims, That was her. (laughs) What? Yes. That's Uh, a weird collab there. (laughs) Because first they had like a little separate expansion pack that had like some celebrities in it and she was one of them. Then they did The Sims 3 Katy Perry Sweet Treats, a full expansion pack just dedicated to Katy Perry that I definitely had. um, (laughs) That I remember being fully obsessed with and playing all of the time. So anyways, she was like big. Like she was like the female pop star star. Oh
1: yeah. I mean, what you said, like having five singles off one album. Yeah. No I and mean she's the first were, woman to do that. And they she all She's like number the one. second artist to ever do that.
0: Yeah. They all were number one. Um when that's they a, yeah. when they came out on the, the Billboard Hot One Hundred. Which
1: I mean, I think that's a whole other like companion conversation and we've talked about it with Taylor Swift and I think you could say many of the same things with Katy Perry, maybe even in some ways more so because um sexuality has always been so much of her, like, thing. I mean, you know, like you talked about putting things on her boobs that mm-hmm. spin around and <laughs> shoot fireworks and whatever. I mean, yeah.
0: I mean... <laughs> they did, I'm pretty sure she had, like, sparklers that, like, shot yeah. fireworks out of her boobs when she sang firework.
1: Yes. Like, that. The- and I, so, I mean, I- when I say, like, I-, I think that sexy is part of her brand. I think that that mm-hmm. she's putting that out there, and that's fine, but I think because of that, even more so, mm-hmm. she suffers that sort of, like, People just kind of write her off like, Mm -hmm. well, she's just a girl playing pop music. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, I mean, she's an incredibly successful recording artist who has done all this stuff. And like, yes, these sort of goofy, sexy, silly kind of imagery, like the California Girls Mm -hmm. video. Like, yes, that's part of it. But that's she's still really talented. Like, you know, but I, I do think that she is often sort of disregarded as like, well, you know, Katy Perry, like, well, no, she's incredibly successful. Yeah.
2: I always think it's interesting that the artists that we write off because they're very commercially successful and especially when they do a lot of like you know you're describing the sims like a lot of marketing and merchandising with their image as like that somehow makes them less authentic it's just it's interesting because I you know once I don't know you you get older and sort of get some perspective it's like some bands as part of their image include you know like authenticity. But it's all part of the image. It's all part of what they want you to Mm perceive, you know. So I almost have more respect for artists that just don't try to cultivate that, like, no, we're still super indie, just working from the, you know, ground up. Like, no, you've got a massive recording label behind you and money, like at least least Katy Perry does fun stuff with it. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Well, and that's, uh, that has always bothered me too about, like, uh, pop music is popular music. Mm. Yeah. Like, why is it inherently bad if a lot of people like it? Which is a very—I mean—that's I, I think a dying sort of aesthetic is like, well, if other people like it, then I can't like it because I'm I'm cool. That was very much Taylor. I feel like when we grew up, that was the thing. Yeah, and I've never understood that about pop music because it's like it's popular because people popular people like it. <laughs> like it's because a lot of people like it because it's appealing. Yeah. Like most of the time, if a lot of people like something, it's like mm, must be good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. A lot and of people I, like French
2: fries because they're delicious. I, I really like being not not trying to be, like, I'm too old to be cool, so I don't even have to try anymore because, like, I can listen to music like Katy Perry. You know when I'm, like, cleaning the house and put on, like, Teenage Dream, it's like, this is just nice. It's silly, fun music that's, you know, mm-hmm. just pleasant to have on.
1: Yeah. And it's, you know, like, the uh, Charlie and Cooper love Firework, and that's not a, I mean, like, I I appreciate that message for them. I like the positivity you're a firework. Yeah, yeah. of the celebration of yeah. who you are. I love that. Uh they love Roar. They've watched the music video I can't tell you how many times. Mm-hmm. They're obsessed with it. Charlie had a whole
0: birthday party <laughs> themed after say. that song.
1: <laughs> Charlie had a Roar themed party when she turned 5 where mom <laughs> I had to mom was like, "Let's make her a costume like in the video." And I said, "Let's make an appropriate costume for a 5-year-old." <laughs> Based on the costume she yeah. wears in the video, which she did. She, yeah. did. she she had a little a little kid's bathing suit that was leopard print and the little skirt. Mm-hmm. And she looked like a little, you know,
0: little Katy Perry, little Katy
1: Perry. It yeah. was it was adorable. We did not have a tiger. No, but um, but I have no problem with that. Like that's a that's a very empowering message mm-hmm. for them. They can celebrate Katy Perry yeah. and, and her music. I like that. I don't. I don't have a problem with that. I I have not shown them the California Girls video. Mm. That's fair. That would be a lot to understand. Yeah. They also don't they they still don't understand boobs as anything other than where milk comes from. So there's a there's a whole conversation around boobs that we're gonna have to have at yeah. some point. Like culturally, boobs mean other things to some people. <laughs> <laughs> I know what boobs mean in this house, but outside of this house, there are other
0: interpretations of boobs. Mm-hmm. Um. I do think, though, I mean, yes, that is very, like, empowering message. That was from, you know, just two years later. It wasn't, like, that much later. So, mm-hmm. you know, pretty much the same time period in her career. Um, but songs, like, Last Friday Night, like, that was 2012, a woman singing about going out and just completely going all out partying. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I feel like for the time, like, for... I young woman to be singing about doing all these things like drinking a lot and making out with people and you know not remembering it and not you know caring about all that kind of stuff just wanting to have fun like that I don't know. it's mm-hmm. a little bit kesha but like
2: pop <laughs> 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 I mean that was part of what put her on the map though right I mean like however mm-hmm. you feel about the song I, I kissed a girl and I liked it like that mm-hmm. was kind of you know oh she's mm-hmm. she's not like a like a squeaky clean pop queen, yeah. she's uh, she's a, like a, a bad girl, which yeah. I don't know. I I know in retrospect that song is a little bit like gay baiting and a little. Mm-hmm. It, it makes it like oh only only bad girls make out with other girls. It's not great, mm-hmm. but for its time, even just to talk about like a, like something that's kind of gay, I think was oh yeah pretty. I don't know. Move things forward.
1: Yeah, it I mean, it's really true that I was thinking about that song a lot when you said you want to talk about Katy Perry, because like, it's hard to know, like, by today's standards, the song would not be
0: well, that song would not get written now, right? You wouldn't write
1: it now? Because it's like, so? Yeah, (laughs) okay. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, yeah, okay, what's the big deal? Um, And but I think that there was, like, this sort of there was this moment where kind of like what you're talking about with the idea that a woman could go out and party Mm -hmm. sort of. um, I mean, I think the implication is like a guy would. Yeah. Right. Like that's like the, the thing that's in parentheses, like a guy. Yeah. Um, I kissed a girl like Like a a guy. guy. Like these are all things that you first album
0: was called one of the boys. Right.
1: And, and I think like this idea of sort of pushing all of these limits of what, a girl can be what a woman can be what is okay for somebody who's not a guy to do um it it didn't always look pretty or perfect certainly by today's standards like we would not say like well i mean you don't have to like we don't have to buy into certain aspects of like toxic male cult- mm-hmm. culture to say like see i can do that too it's like well maybe nobody should do whatever that is yeah but uh, all of that was important at the time mm-hmm. you know to to see women doing things that women you know quote unquote shouldn't do yeah Yeah. but it didn't always look pretty (laughs) you know it wasn't always like something that now in 2022 would be like i want to celebrate that i have the right to party
2: until i black out well
1: maybe (laughs) maybe none of us should party till we black out maybe we just shouldn't do that but like at the time it was it mattered
2: well it's it's funny because it's it's like it uh appeals to sort of that sort of things that women couldn't really wouldn't be comfortable with like you know having songs about but then it also kind of has like a male gaze overlay to it like I kissed a girl but in that hot way that two girls make out you know like yeah I'm a hot girl who can party and drink beer with you like that kind of like oh wow she's super hot but then she does dude stuff that's great I don't know but once again I think it's just she 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 made an image that sells so you can't knock it
0: (laughs) yeah um I also was looking back through this this full version of Teenage Dream and this was the first album that I remember listening to an acoustic version of a pop song that I then from then on out only listened to the acoustic version instead of the regular one um and that was the one that got away. oh yeah, mm. man, I l- still love that song, still love that song, the acoustic version though mm-hmm. um but I, I that was another one that got added to you know this this full version um and I was looking, I didn't really listen to much of her music after this, except her next album had Roar, and it had Dark Horse. And those were her two singles. I think there were other singles, but those were the two that hit number one. Mm -hmm. Um, And after that, I mean, this album had five that hit number one, and it stayed at number one, like the album itself, for a long time. And after that, she she had those two, and um, that was Prism, was her next album. And then, I
1: don't know. She she has a... um I was thinking about her. She has a bit of like a Madonna thing going on in that I feel like she she knew what she was trying to put out there. Mm -hmm. It's smart. It's marketable. Mm -hmm. um, And she was heavily criticized for a lot of it or like tossed off, which is very similar to Madonna, too. Mm -hmm. Like Madonna was very intentional. Mm -hmm. She knew what what she was doing. And I I mean, I, I think, again, that is more of a criticism of the industry itself. Where like male artists do that all the time. Right. And it's, they're just really smart, but a female artist does it and it's like fake or whatever. But yeah, you know, she, she knew how to package her, her brand.
0: Mm -hmm. It was very identifiable. She had the brightly colored wigs with Mm -hmm. the bangs and like the curls at the ends. And you know, like we, like we said, stuff on her boobs. (laughs) I just can't, that was like all of her, that's the thing. I know I keep saying it, but like all of her like big great costumes that, like, everyone talked about Mm -hmm. after she did, like, award shows, performances, or tours, like, she always had something going on on her boobs, which, I mean, that's part of it.
1: Well, you know, it is, and I mean, none of it would work if she wasn't talented. Yes. Right, like, if the music wasn't good, if she couldn't sing well, if she didn't have songs that were catchy, you know, like, none of it works if she's not talented. But also, it's funny, it kind of reminds me of, you know, Tay, when we talked about Jackass, Jackass, You talked about, like, the idea of them sort of um, disrespecting the, like, genitalia. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, To the point that, like, it, you know, undermines the importance of it, sort of calls into question, like, that kind of thing. There's something about putting, like, giant spinning peppermints (laughs) on your breasts that isn't, like, there is nobody looking at that going, oh, yeah. Well, you know what I mean? Like, it... It is like this comical elevation yeah. of like, you want me to draw attention to my boobs? Okay. Here. I'm shooting fireworks out of them. You know, I mean there yeah. is something about it that's kind of like iconoclastic. I like that because this is not I, I feel like there was some there was some dude watching going, Well, I didn't mean that.
2: Like <laughs> well I mean not that <laughs> I do think that there's like a certain amount of like power in, uh, you know, like the, the hyper femme, like, I'm going to sexualize mm-hmm. myself purposely a- and with intent. And it kind of goes against that, like, oh, I don't I, like the, you know, the girl that's supposed to be really hot, but not know it. It's like, I feel like that mm-hmm. kind of intimidates a certain kind of dude. And it's, it's powerful. It almost, mm-hmm. it's almost mm-hmm. like a level of drag at some point. Like, yeah, yeah. there's a hyper feminine, like, you know, fantasy and at some point it just it becomes for the ladies <laughs>
0: exactly mm-hmm. that was for the girls yeah
1: yeah yeah no and I, and and that is why like you can do something like that and you have like people who are not sexually attracted to you listeners who are not going to like mm-hmm. find that attractive but like love the whole imagery and the song and the message and the whole performance because yeah. there's another level to it.
0: Yeah. I mean, I loved it. I mean, I was 12, so there was no part of me that was attracted to anyone at that point. I just saw the <laughs> bright colors and the fireworks, and I was like, yes, give me mm-hmm. more of that. <laughs> You're going to put a giant cherry on top of your head? Yes, please. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Please do that more. I love that. Um, I just wanted to wear everything she had all the time. So... Now, I mean, now she's on American Idol. So. <laughs>
1: and I mean, you know, to this day, like, uh, Charlie and Cooper will request Katy Perry songs. So, like, that the, is, the music lives on. Yeah. Her.
0: That is one of those albums that I think, I mean, it even has already now, it, I, only 10 years later, literally a full decade later, which feels wild to say. Um, but that is an album that, like, defines a whole mm-hmm. era, like, period of music that oh yeah you don't get a lot of like pure pop music like that anymore um that that like defined Mm -hmm. that whole era because i mean taylor swift wasn't even doing pop at that point she was still country so that's true um also if you all haven't listened Mm -hmm. blaine from glee did do a piano cover of teenage dream in an episode once oh that is just beautiful it is wonderful Well, as soon as we're done here, that's what I'm going go to go do. It was Darren Chris, and he was in the TGIF uh, music video. So mm. you know. You well, gonna... thank you, Riley. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Katy Perry with me. I, I... Anytime. <laughs> it, it was fun to just kind of. It's the music. You don't have to think too hard. You can just yeah. kind of have it on, and you just feel like this is good. So I appreciate no, that. I, I I enjoyed listening to yeah. it, and the girls did. Well, good. Um. What's next, Sid?
1: Uh, you know, I realized we had never, I, I don't believe, talked about a Kevin Smith movie. Uh-huh. Um, my personal favorite was Dogma. Right. I don't know that it was the most popular, but it was my favorite. Um, and I watched it a lot. So now I'm going to make you watch it. I know uh-huh. you've watched
2: it, Tay, but I'm going to yes. make you watch it, Riley. Yeah, I have not watched it. I'm excited yeah. to rewatch it. I don't think I've seen it since it came out.
1: It's been a long time. I'm curious to see how it's going to hold up. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, this is always fun. Oh, boy. <laughs> like,
1: I know I'm a little nervous, <laughs> uh, but but we'll watch Dogma. Uh, uh, listeners, you should check out. There's this little artist named Katy Perry, yeah.
2: um. super indie underground. <laughs> uh, Especially
0: her, her song "Swish Swish." That one's a <laughs> that one's a fun one to check out if you haven't. Oh, I haven't heard that one.
2: What? No.
0: Pretty sure she had like a full like Space Jam type music video for that yeah. too. Oh, That's a, yeah,
2: music video. Well, so, there we go. There we
0: go. Um, thank you,
1: listeners. You should go to MaximumFun.org and check out all the great podcasts there. You can tweet at us at stillbuff. You can email us at stillbuffering at MaximumFun.org dot org. And thank you to the Novellas for our theme song, "Baby You Change Mine."
0: This has been your cross generational guide to the culture that made us. I'm Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McRoy.
2: And I'm Taylor Smurl.
0: I am still buffering.
2: And I, I am, am too. too. What
0: do you think Baby Left Shark's doing now?
2: And mm-hmm. Doing well. Yeah, right. like we're tiring on that shark success.
1: <laughs> Hopefully not part of a shark well, anymore. Maybe. True. Full of styrofoam. <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: either, it's either a movie or the next Katy Perry music video. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hey there, beautiful people. I'm Travel Anderson. And I'm Jared Hill. We are the hosts of Fantai, the show where we have complex and complicado conversations about the gray areas in our lives, the things that we really, really love sometimes, but also have
2: some problematic feelings about.
1: Yes, we get into it all. You want to know our thoughts about Nicki Minaj and all her foolishness? We got you. You want to know our thoughts about gentrification and perhaps some positive? Question mark? Uh oh. Aspects of gentrification. We get into that too. Every single Thursday, you can check us out at MaximumFun.org. Listen, you know you want it, honey. So come on and get it. <laughs> Period.
0: MaximumFun.org.
2: Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.